Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Legacy's Journey, where we talk about creating what outlives you. I'm your host, Cameron Williams, owner of Kinley Consulting, where we focus on strategic financial growth for marketing agencies so that they can live the dream life they deserve, they work for, and they earn so that they're just not a slave to their business. We do it through CFO services because we, we just want to give you the best. So speaking of the best, right? So, you know, there are plenty of times I get to walk in rooms and meet a lot of cool people. Um, and then there's some people you just kind of observe, you know, you just kind of watch. And so this guy, like, you know how some people just like magnets, like people just go to certain people. This is that kind of guy. And it's because when you talk to him, you're like, whoa, he start dropping gems and bombs and the creativity the whole night. And I ain't even had the chance to like talk to him super deep. This just a me passion or just the little snippets I get. So I'm excited today to bring you the one and only Travis W here on a Rotate Digital. So first off, thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you got to tell the people. Tell the people who you are, name of the company, what you do, who you serve, how long you've been going at it, and then we'll jump into the fun stuff. Well, cool. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, having me on. You started introducing and I was like, man, did I get the wrong time? Because you're talking about somebody I don't know. So uh, I appreciate all the kind words, man. Uh, I am Travis. I am the owner and founder of Rotate Digital. We are an SEO marketing agency. Uh, we focus and specialize on the moving industry. Um, although we like to play and start dabbling in the HVAC industry and the home services industry. And uh, we're really, our, our goal and our, our mission is really to, to serve and, and help use uh, and help the business owners leverage their business for their own growth, financial growth, personal growth, family growth, and really just add a value to the community. And and we do that through the avenue of websites and SEO. So I've uh, been doing that since uh, ultimately ran into the kind of, you know, gotten in the marketing industry around 2018 is where I really um, started making this a, a thing that I'm going to focus on. And uh, just been growing ever since uh, then, learning a lot and transitioning and making new versions of kind of what we're doing. So that's been about how long we've been uh, been doing marketing for. So on top of that, I am a pilot. I am a flight instructor, commercial pilot. So that's always fun stuff to talk about. Um, that is my dream. That's my hobby. It's what I love. Um, I love. I love the overlap that aviation has with business, but I also love just the freedom of jumping in an airplane and going flying. So that's a little bit about me. Cool. So let's let's get to the flying because I've seen some of these posts, the day trips with the family. So let's start there. And if y'all didn't know, happily married, wonderful wife. Mm -hmm. How many kids? We got three kids, been married for uh, woo, 11 years. I, I, I yeah, it was, I, I didn't stutter there. Uh, <laughs> if my wife is listening, I did not stutter. The, 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 the connection dropped out. And that's no. why there's no delay. Got so, living years been married. We have three kids: an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old. Uh, so mm. busy, involved in, church, involved in the community, involved in you know business, and then trying to be a good father and parent and husband and you know, it's all it's all the glass balls, right? I, I my friend and I always joke. It's like one glass ball's going up. You're like, I'm doing good in business. You're like, ah, you know, I haven't been the greatest husband. And you're like, ah, I'm. Look at me, I'm being a better husband. Oh, I haven't seen my kids in a while. So it's like this juggling of glass balls trying to keep it all up in the air. So let's go into that though, because I mean, I think that's normal in our world specifically, right? Because to your point, we are very results driven, especially as guys. Like we want to kill it at everything we do. So how do you navigate? All right, I've spent a lot of time with the business, but not with babe. All right, I've spent a lot of time with babe, but not with the kids. What does that look like on maybe a weekly basis or a monthly basis and how you just navigate that? Because to be fair, he didn't say this, but I know this to be true. Travis is very, very successful with what he does. So it's not like this is a startup and we're making 50 grand a year. No, Travis is doing amazing with what he's doing. And I just know this from some of the insights he shared. So to have something super successful, but to be married for 11 Cause that's like unheard of now. Eleven years with three kids. Like, explain it. How does that work, man? How to be married for eleven years? That's that's a whole other conversation right there. Uh, you know, 
<laughs> love, trust, transparency, communication. Like yeah. you, know, you, you ask you good like on a weekly basis, and you ask what it looks like. Let's talk about what it looks like when it's going well, not not okay. when. Okay, that's fair. Much, but um, we we Mondays. Monday is the day that my wife and I go on a date night. Pretty much every week. Sometimes it gets canceled, but every week we have a stand up babysitter for the most part. We try to go on a date night. Um, and we try to change it up. It's not always going out to dinner and a movie. It's, you know, with the last couple of times we've been paddle boarding and we've been really enjoying that. If you think about if you, if like, if you're a dinner and a movie person and you're somebody who's like, yeah, but paddle boards are like $400, right? It's like, that's a, a lot of money or, you know, 300 or whatever, wherever you're buying it, how bougie you are buying your paddle board. One of the things that helped me is like, I'll go to dinner and drop 150 bucks. No problem. And that dinner is there and gone in. You know, the way I eat is there and gone in like 45 minutes, you know, where yeah. these paddle boards, it's like, okay, it's two dinners, but I get to enjoy that for years on end. So we, we bought the paddle boards. We ended up going paddle boarding a lot. So th- those are happening on Monday. So with my wife, those are really helpful. And then we try to do at least once during the week. I, I, I don't have a cool fancy name for it, but it's basically, basically we lock ourselves in our bedroom. We listen for any kind of blood or injuries, and and outside of that, we we don't let the kids interrupt us, and we just get thirty minutes to just chit chat, catch up, talk about the schedule, talk about what's upcoming. Um, we try to talk about like wins, like what's going on in the business, what's going on in my life, her life. Um, what are the wins that are happening? Uh, what do we need help with? What does the schedule look like? Do we need to make any adjustments? Uh, that's what a lot of that conversation will be. And Mondays we have those conversations, but Mondays are a lot more just having fun together, connecting. And we end up, because of who we are, ends up getting to that conversation. But yeah. if anyone wants to do it in there, that's not the natural flow of their relationship. There's like a few things you can go. It's like wins. What do you need help with? What is what, what can we be praying for? And what does the schedule look like for the next couple of weeks? And if you stick to that kind of cadence, it opens up a plethora of information. Okay, okay. Now what about family time? Because we got date nights every Monday. Okay, I love that. Now with the kids, because I've learned, and you, we talked about Kimberly, she told me, family time ain't the same at date night time, so don't don't you ever don't it. get it confused. That's a good question. So family times, you know, in, in my present season of life, and I think just by saying that, I think that's key, is like there are seasons of life, right, where it's busy and not busy. And I think yep. the key is just a communication of, what that looks like and what changes, right? I had a mentor of mine. He talked about, hey, there's seasons of life where like, I barely see my wife and kids. Like we're, I'm busy for like a month, right? And it's not that I don't see them. It's just that I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm working a little later. I'm working up in the mornings, but my family knows that, that I'm busy. And so yeah. then we get to have our time together. And so we, we did something like that in August where it was a little bit busy uh, leading up to it. And then we, I had a lot of projects coming up after and we went on a basically a two-week hiatus we went to uh mexico for a week checked out went to mexico for a week and then the very next week we came home did laundry and the very next week we went to legoland that's where we flew our airplane into legoland and did legoland and all the perks of homeschooling right well those were two weeks yeah yeah don't forget homeschool um but those were those two weeks were planned and they were intentional to do something fun as a family but it was yeah. also a way to be like, hey, Travis is going to be a little busy. We're going to be busy as a family, but it's a season, right? And then we get to enjoy each other for like two weeks, almost uninterrupted. And that stuff for us works really well, um, just kind of keeping the the family time going. And then the other thing that that we are currently in this season of life is we are both busy. My wife's, uh, you know, she's involved in church. She's got her things going on. She's homeschooling now, which we can talk about later on, but so it's a very busy season for her. And so one of the things I like to do, or I, I get the opportunity to do, although sometimes it doesn't feel like an opportunity, is when my wife is gone in the evenings, I get to take the kids. And so my goal is to, not personally, because of who I am, I don't want to cook. I don't want to be cleaning the house. And so we leave we leave the house. Right. I go to a restaurant. We do something fun like rock climbing or we'll go to a pool or we're selling it out of the ordinary. Um, and so anytime my wife is busy, I try to make that a, a time to go away. So she was gone over the weekend for a church retreat, right? So Saturday we woke up, we went to the mall, we saw race cars at the mall, we bought Hot Wheels at a Hot Wheels store. Like we did so many activities last weekend 
uh, I actually three or four days ago, we went to the firehouse uh, without my wife, the fire department without my wife, and we got to see a tour. And so basically anytime my wife is busy, I like to take that opportunity to like go out and do something um, instead of being inside the house. So um, that's current, that's current life is basically when my wife is not around and we're not parenting together, I go and take them and do something. And then outside of that, I try to have at least once a week where I have a stand up where I go and take either the boys out or my daughter out. And lately it's been a lot more of my boys because my daughter's been busy. So try to try to get that. So that's the, the current season of life. I like that. And I like how you said you have to be very intentional with how you communicate it too. Because I was, I, if I had to be honest, I would say I probably communicate it all to my wife, not necessarily to the kids though. Mm, yeah. I probably do a better job at the kids or at the at, towards my wife as well than to the kids. That's why you play. That's why we play the vacation. So it's like I, I'm going on vacation again here soon. <laughs> right. See, I know I didn't spend time with you last week, but we're going on vacation, so you should be. Yeah, right, you should be happy. Remember, or I'll just dangle the 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 fun activities on the weekend. Well, remember, we're going to the fire department. We're going to see how firefighters work, and then, and then that's, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so let's talk about that. So you brought up homeschool. And I know we talked about this for a little bit. How has that transition been? Because I have stories on stories, but it's always interesting to see another business owner. My wife is doing majority of the homeschool because we know as dads. Now we come in and we help out. We make it more practical. No, we but, say we help out, but sometimes it's not always helpful. <laughs> there it is. Right. Because I taught you something completely different than whatever they just taught you in math. But how what does that look like for you guys now finding your rhythm with you still having to run the business but i still have to be supportive of what you're doing with the kids and not interrupt and sometimes jump in what does that look like for you guys great question stepping back on what it looks like before that the decision to homeschool was a combination of i wanted my kids to get a unique experience of education right i personally again I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I just didn't, I didn't value my education as much. And I wish I had learned a lot of the things I'm learning now back when I was younger. And so I'm I really, because you're legit pretty smart. So I, I, I'm shocked. I was not, I was, I was, I was not that person in high school. Like I got a good grade, but you know, I wasn't, I wasn't motivated. I wish I was motivated. I wish I learned more. I had no, I had no care for learning. The thing I learned the most, unfortunately, was who to sit next to for tests. So I couldn't put a cheat on. But that was that was my old life. Remember, come on, Cameron, that was my old life. So <laughs> okay. So but homeschool was to create a unique learning experience and education experience for my kids. Um, I wanted that. I got to see other homeschoolers when I went to college who I'd met. I was like, you are a normal human being. Because my vision of what homeschool was like just weirdos, right? It's like you're a normal human being. You're young. You've learned so much in life. And, um, and I wanted, I ended up wanting that. So it didn't come without about three years of just placing that little thought in my wife's brain of like, Hey, we should consider homeschooling. No. Hey, we should consider homeschooling. Not at all. Hey, yeah, we should. Immediate. Yeah. Immediate. No. Right. To, to three years later going, Oh, I think I, I think maybe we're open for it. And, and then again, you, you know, you got the, I get to see on the Instagram, all these entrepreneurs and their homeschooling and their tailoring and it brings so much freedom and, even I think David Carroll, I talked to you know, about it even a year and a half ago, they gave me more insight to what that's like and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. It is, so homeschooling was a good, I'm, I'm excited. It was, a, it was a fun decision. I have really no credit outside of that. My wife did everything. She investigated and researched for like four to six months straight on like how to do it, best ways to do it. She met with other moms and other people who were homeschooling, got best curriculum to buy. And so you know, she would have to have her on the podcast to talk about all the research she's done. She did a lot of research and led that to where even her friends in her group are now like, I want to homeschool. But instead of researching, they're just going to her to get all the information and get the spark notes of everything she researched. So she did all that work and then she's leading it. And it's uh, it's been a good experience. One of our somebody who has a lot more experience than us said, hey, your first year of homeschool is really just figuring out what works best for you. And so that's the phase that we are in. Is like, hey, what is it morning times, afternoon times, midday times? What are we teaching on? How fast? How much do we teach them? How much do we not teach them? Uh, my middle child has some developmental things. He, he's a little slower on learning. And so his his um, his education is just a little bit different than my my older daughter's education. And Same. so 
learning. Yeah. So learning that is, is this phase that we're in is like, what is best for us, but it's brought freedom. It's brought freedom to do other things. And we've tried because we can, and because I wanted it to happen. We've tried to set us up or set my wife up for as much success. We've hired, um, uh, like a neighborhood nanny to come for like two to three hours a day. So during the school time, the kids can be thrown at her and she can kind of move things forward while my wife has the opportunity to kind of focus in on homeschooling, I guess you could say. That is super smart. Yeah. I like that because to your point, opening their minds up to more than just a tradition of sit down, walk in line. So I'm like, we, when you're an adult, you don't walk in line anymore. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, Arizona. That you, huh? oh, no, no, no. Go. This is your time. Uh, Arizona is really unique. And last year, I believe they signed in a bill um, called the ESA program in Arizona. And so we, as Arizona residents, we get paid to homeschool our kids. And so they take the money that would be funded to the public schools and they redistribute that to us because we're choosing a homeschool. And so what's really cool is you get this access to finances by the state of Arizona to, to buy things for your homeschooling, to to take them to museums, to take them to do homeschooling activities, right? If I want, if my daughter wants to learn math and we want to do that through baking and learning how to do fractions, we can buy a baking kit and that could be paid for out of the funds that we get per child. And so Arizona is a really great state for homeschooling because we get some financial benefits as well. I don't know why Georgia, all these actors we got, that, that would be perfect. Music, yeah. actors, come yeah. on. We can thank Governor Doug Ducey, who's no longer the governor, but he signed that in. And so, you know, obviously there's obviously controversy over it, but I am enjoying the fruits of that right now. So, okay, when you have to jump in, because I know that's happened to me, like, for example, my wife has to go to her chiropractic adjustment. That's, you know, between their back and the point, yep. that may be an hour and 15 minutes. You can't just be in a meeting or working. What does that look like for you? Yeah. <laughs> Recently, I am not as involved. So my wife has to basically block off my calendar. My admin, uh, Nicola, who's amazing, he knows that anytime my wife requests something on my calendar, it comes at full priority. Unless I've already got something booked, then he looks at that and goes, yeah, he texts my wife and goes, does he need to reschedule this, right? And so my wife has access to my calendar. And so she'll just book in, like if she needs me to watch the kids for an hour, right? She'll book that up. And so I'll be I'll have that time blocked out. I can't, I'm not a multitasker. I can't do both. Um, I do have somebody who works here at the home office and sometimes she'll jump in and kind of help if she's not busy. And so we've surrounded ourselves with like a nanny, someone who works here, plus my wife having access to the schedule. But right now on my current, like I, we've got a lot of grow. We're trying to grow. And so my schedule is pretty packed during the day. And so we leverage the nanny mainly to do, you know, when she's got to run, let's say, do a hair, like my wife has gone right now to a hair appointment, right? Like we have the nanny here right now to help, um, to help continue things on, not necessarily on the teaching side. My wife reschedules that, but just watching uh, the kids. But every time I jump in in homeschool, because I get that opportunity to do it, you know, we're, we're business owners. So for me, you know, I'm just a fish that swims upstream. So if my wife says, hey, here's the page that she needs to complete, here's the directions. I take that, I take the idea, and then I go rogue. Right. So it's yes. like, it's like, Hey, we need to chart on the graph, you know, chart on the graph, uh, this, you know, these points. So I'll be like, all right, chart it on the, on the graph. But I said, now I want you to connect the graph or connect the points on the graph. And I, then the graph doesn't fit for like, one was a temperature, like chart the temperatures and it went up to like 90 degrees. Like we live in Arizona. It's like 120. Right. So I was like, let's rebuild the graph. My daughter did not like it, but it was fine. So I made her rebuild the graph, chart it. Next week, if I get that opportunity, I'm going to make her put it in Google Sheets. So go. I go rogue. I go rogue. Same. Yeah, my wife's like, I tell you to do these three things. I come home, you have them doing spelling bee competitions. And <laughs> I can't get them to do that. I'm like, I taught them, though. They know how to spell it. I can't say that. You love all the benefits of me. You have to deal with the downsides of it. That's it. Okay, okay, cool. I love it. So... Homeschool. All right. Now let's backtrack some. So you said you've been at this since 2018. Yeah. So you go to your wife and you say, babe, I think I'm about to start this business. She says. 
Hmm. She says, yeah, because we need money. So do it. Because I was not just starting this business. First of all, she was so supportive. Let's just overarching it. She was very supportive of this. The story goes, I was a marketer at a company when we were living overseas in Cambodia and in Israel. And I was marketing for a company. We came home and I was like, man, I'm getting underpaid. I could do this for other companies and get paid more. And I ended up quitting my job. I obviously talked to my wife. She was like, hey, yeah, let's go for it. She was open to that. I quit my job and I started my company and I fell on my face. I couldn't sell anybody. I maybe sold one person for $500 a month, $300 a month. And obviously it's not going to pay the bills for anything. And so I fell flat on my face. It didn't work out. We interviewed for a couple companies, interviewed for an aviation company, went to Houston to do an interview. We got shot down on that. Ended up getting a job selling Bible software. And that was, I know, right? You're like Bible software. Uh, I learned Bible software. What that did, we talk about how mindset changes so much. My, 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 my belief was sales is slimy. Sales is unethical. Sales is just gross. When I got this job at, at Faith Life Lagos Bible Software, I learned that you can sell and bring immense amounts of value and love and serve people through selling. That changed, like that changed the course of my life. So I, I wanted to do my own business. I wanted to do my own business. I fell on my face. I knew some marketing skills. I learned to sell. And at the same time, I bought a course on how to start a digital marketing agency. And those two combinations of learning to sell and learning how to like just step-by-step step of like how you would even start a marketing agency, whatever that is, an online course, an online you know coaching business. Those two things was the catalyst that helped me get going. Overarching all that, keep in mind, I was on track to be a missionary overseas, be a, a missionary pilot. So I was going to school full-time, becoming an AMP mechanic at the time. And so I was going to school full-time. I was then doing the business on the side after I quit Lagos learning to sell. And so it was just... It was kind of like, hey, I'm I'm doing this and I also believe in you, but it was it wasn't like, hey, we're gonna do this. It was like, you're doing this, but you're doing this, and you better make this work because you're you're going to school as well, and we're gonna go be missionaries overseas here in the next three years. So it was like it was kind of like just working and out of necess necessity to to make it happen. Um, because yeah. I really couldn't work because I was at school full time. So that was the the chaos. My second my poor child, second child barely saw me for the first year of their life. Cause it was like, I woke up at every day at like four or 5 AM. I sent my cold outreach messages. A uh, school started at 8 AM. I was at school from eight to about two 33. I'd get done with school. I would do flight training and then I would do my business. I'd have dinner and then stay up late doing my business stuff and then repeat that process. So see, let's go there because a lot of people, and I'm sure, especially the people you meet now, they're just like Travis, the rock star. They don't know about, like you said, I'm getting up. 5 a.m. putting in three hours before doing something completely different than putting in three or four hours. What is it like to make that transition? Because I know for me, that's how it was for me, year one, year two, um, going into year three until, okay, I started hiring. And then I had to literally tell myself like, bro, you don't have to work to 3 a.m. no more. You got help. Like, oh, now I got three people. Oh man, bro, you don't have to work to 10 p.m. no more. Yeah. So what was it like making that mind shift change for you in having to put in those crazy hours versus now you having more well-rounded, systemized process machine? That's a good question. And I think the hard part too is it's probably not as well-rounded, systemized machine as it may feel like it looks from the outside in, right? If I'm being fully transparent, right? right. The work I'm putting in, um, the work was hard right? I'm putting in uncomfortable work at the beginning, right? It was uncomfortable. It was before school. It was early in the morning, right? Like I bought, I bought Sam Oven's course, uh, consulting.com, which is now owned by somebody else, probably still just as valuable. And he said, jump, I jumped. He said, drink LaCroix, I drink LaCroix. Like, and so it was like, send these messages. Well, I didn't have time to send it in the day. So I would have to wake up in the morning. So I think, you know, overarching without going too in depth, deep on everything is, at the beginning, it was very uncomfortable, hard, not results. Like I didn't get the I didn't get the immediate 
Like I'd send out 30 direct messages on Facebook and I, I would get denied. I get people telling me, don't reach out to me. Stop. Why are you emailing me? Right. And so it was the uncomfortable work because it was like, it wasn't as fun. It wasn't as result producing. I just knew because I was told and I believed this, that I knew I needed to do it and get through that. Where fast forward over here, I like to wake up early now, right? Like I woke up at 5.30 this morning, right? I, wo I woke up, I worked, I read my Bible a little bit, did my leadership, I worked a little bit, I watched the kids a little bit in the morning while my wife was working out, right? And then I got into work and I've been working long days. The difference is it's, it's, it's enjoyable work that I enjoy, that I'm leaning into, that's having bigger and bigger results, that I get bigger and bigger impact. Now I have other people that are doing a lot more of the, what I would consider uncomfortable work. They would consider very exciting, comfortable work. But the, the, when you think about the hours, the hours is roughly the same. Now I may not be doing it to pay my bills anymore. And I may not be doing it from 3 a.m. to 10 p.m. But I'm still going from 7 to 4, 7 to 5. And you add on on top of that kids and stuff. So uh, mindset change, I would say, is I am leaning into the moment I am here because I enjoy the hard work and I enjoy the work I have the ability to do now that I've hired people, now that we've come to a level we're at now, which is, a, again, smaller, relatively speaking. But back then, it was uncomfortable, not as fun, but it was still a lot of work, maybe not to the extremes. I don't know if that answered your question, but I hope it gave some insight. I think it gave great insight because to your point, at some point, when you do hire, it's about, okay, let me get the things off my plate that either I don't like or that aren't the best use of my time. Yeah. And so I know even for me, we just finished this huge, like huge project, like 20K project. And it was so hard for me to not just want to jump in, save the day, get it done. But to your point, I'm like, I don't have to do that anymore. You got to trust your team. You pay them a lot. Trust them to get the job done. Because if I'm helping them by jumping in, then I'm not doing sales. I'm not doing podcasts. I'm not doing marketing. I'm not responding back to whatever. So, yeah. You yeah. Gotta, it's good. And you got to, like, I, I just got done through uh, going through Dan Martell's Buy Back Your Time. Buy Back Your Time. Yeah. Great book for anybody who's never read it. I and I'm get, I'm getting to implement those steps now, and that's newer for me. But there was a belief for for me because again, we, overarching, we've grown ever since I started the business. We've basically doubled the business every year except this year, and it was <laughs> so many things. But we didn't double this year, and it was sad. But every year we've doubled. Well, that kind of growth is crazy. So every time I hired somebody, I was like, "What am I going to have to do?" Like the first time I hired my salesperson, I was like, "What am I going to do? I don't have to sell, right?" It was like. I had a belief that every time I hired somebody, I would be able to step out and nothing would need to be done. But what it ended up happening is every time I ended up hiring somebody, it was revealed more problems, problems that now I could solve that no one else could, or I didn't have the ability to solve. And so I still remember to this day telling a guy, I was like, dude, I'm going to be able to golf like three times a week because I'm going to hire a sales guy. And most of my time is sales. Once he's up and running, I like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm sitting here today, like, I think I'm working more hours than I did two hours two two years ago, but it's bigger, has bigger impact, more impact, impacts more people, and so I'm excited about that. But I like work. You've got to balance that time uh, with what's comfortable, and, and you know that seven to five p.m. is like the sweet spot for us. And then I try to, I try to, I for sure, definitely, I'm doing a much better job that I turn work off around five o'clock. I'll still have my phone, but I, I don't need it as much anymore. But I turn work off at five. I'm usually with my family or friends in the evening times up until the next morning. So that's good. That's good. Good boundaries. Help yeah. boundaries. Yeah. No yeah. burning now. Yeah. We got to do this for the next like 20, 25 years. So no burning. Now. <laughs> yes. But we're going <laughs> to like it. We're going to like it. It's fun. Yeah. And to your point, I think that's so key to, and this is what we have the conversation with our clients about too. You said, I'm doing the stuff I enjoy now. And you'd be surprised. Well, you probably wouldn't because you know how it is. But I mean, there are so many people. I'm just doing this because I know it It pays versus we get our people to the point where we're like, OK, you're making 30 grand, 50 grand. Which one of these do you enjoy versus which ones you don't? Which ones do you like? Because it makes no sense for your number one best service to be something you hate. But number two, which is only instead of 50 percent of sales, 43 percent. And you love doing it, but you just don't even put time into it. So I think that's a super huge key 
especially to the newer business owner that may be listening, like you got to put in the work on the front end. I think we all have to. That's when yeah. you're building something that hasn't been done. You got to be willing to put in that work for a solid year, two years, and then you start reaping those fruits and backing out of each portion. So I love how you painted that picture for us to follow. You have to really, it really, it's the worst thing to hear. And it goes by faster and you get rewarded on the way. It's not like you get no reward, but like people sometimes like, we have a nice house. It's, you know, four bedrooms, it's nothing fancy, but it's nice. And people walk in and they're like, this is a really awesome house. And sometimes you get the people who are like, well, I wish I, I wish I could just get this house. But like, nobody saw Travis and Megan when, when I would, when I would work two jobs or I would go to school, work in the morning, come home, give my wife a high five. My wife went off because she was a hairstylist. She would work 10 PM and repeat that for a year and a half. And yeah, I, I still remember this is why I love buying meals for people. I still remember we were poor. We were missionary, like on track to be missionaries. Right. And I would remember anytime someone invited us to go get a meal, we would say yes. Cause like save money. We can't afford to go out to eat restaurants afterwards. And again, it's not like we were poor, like we're living on the streets, but it's just, you know, restaurants was a luxury. Right. And yeah. so we'd go out and do that. And so people see sometimes the, where you're at today, where I'm at today and go, well, I wish I could have that. It's like, yeah, but you don't, you don't remember the hard, you never saw the hard work. And, yeah. and, and you just have to remind yourself, go through the hard work. You're going to get rewarded. The rewards are big at the time, but they're smaller relatively, but it allows you to keep just doing the hard work and doing the hard work and going in and learning the right things and leaning into that so that you can sit back and go, yeah, it's crazy. That was seven years ago. Like I was telling my wife, I was, it's like five years ago, four and a half, five years ago, where it was like, well, we couldn't go out to eat. Right. But five years we've been rewarded on the way, but it's been a lot of hard work. You know, it's not like I was given a, an opportunity to do this. We just had to make it happen. So. Yeah, I love it because that was the same thing with us. I think we were talking about that a while ago. I was like, man, we really ate grits three nights in a row for dinner because that's all we have for dinner. Mm-hmm. Or she'd be like, I still to this day don't know how you fed the whole family back then it was four of us for thirty dollars. And I'm like, you gotta know how to cook. Yeah. But I Asparagus for asparagus soup, and it was the ends of asparagus, which I know people may like, and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't. You know, but for me, I hated asparagus, but it was like, we got to use every last little bit, you know, it was gross yeah. for anyone. And then it's like today, it's like you said, okay, they may see you, you took the kids to Lego, oh, and it's like, bro, you have no idea. Yeah. If y'all would have been here five years ago, seven years ago, it's, so I love that. I it's right. at Legoland, but somebody else paid for it. <laughs> I like that too. All right. So here, let's go there. So what are two or three practices that you would say, contribute to your success. If I don't do A, B, and C, then I don't think I would be where I'm at currently. Put me on the spot. Okay. First one, mm-hmm. I would say just because it's fresh, sales. It okay. really, the belief that sales, at the end of the day, sales is what is driving businesses forward, right? You go to most sales organizations, and you, I remember working with developers who went to school and we were making, if not more than that, what they were making as like kind of crazy sales rep guys, you know, but it was because the value of sales is so high in businesses because it moves product. It moves the services, right? So I would say the, one of the number one things that drove my success was learning and leaning into sales. I never knew the product I sold, if that makes sense. I was never, I was a digital marketer in general, but I was never an SEO person, an SEO specialist. I only chose to sell that or lean into that because I love the idea of a recurring revenue, but I never knew SEO. I knew how to talk about SEO and I knew how to like kind of ideas, but I never once to this day fulfilled my SEO services for a client from day one. I always either A, outsourced that, or then eventually we brought it in house. And so what that allowed me to do is not get so caught up on the initial 10, 15 sales and get caught up in the servicing of that. It was all caught up in the selling of that. And I, I do believe that helped me to get to where I was at today was one, leaning into sales and two, especially in the first 15 sales, 
not getting caught up in selling and having to produce and selling and having to service. It was like outsource, white labeled, sell again, white label, sell again. Finally, when we had 15 clients, it was like, these results don't seem that good. I can't believe they're still paying us. Let's bring it a house and make it so much better. But I was able to focus on that. So that'd be probably the first one or two. Um, third one that made me so that made me success, so successful that made me successful today. Um, and to, we're talking about business success or well, we just whatever you're because I know everybody defines success different. Like for me at the beginning, success was can we pay the bills and have groceries versus today success is can I really give back to my family and my clients at a premium high level doing it with a spirit of excellence two completely different answers I love that and I think one of the things I need to get better at is defining what success for Travis Weathers looks like what does success one of the things I've been playing around with is and this doesn't sound good but that Travis Weathers becomes a a value bomb meaning the closest people to me or to the Baham are going to get the most effect, right? So the closest people in my surroundings are going to get the most value from me, right? And the people further and further will get different kinds of value from me. So I've been playing around with that. But the other, um, the other thing that I would say has helped in success in terms of like defining either a business success or who I am today um, would probably be, I would, I was, there was at least I'm, I'm thinking about the startup, the startup side of things, like kind of at the beginning, the first maybe 10 to $20,000 of reoccurring revenue. Um, it, uh, my back was against the wall um, and I back was against the wall, right? I, I had to pay for flight school for anybody who doesn't know if you're going to go try to be a commercial pilot all the way through, including flight instructor at its cheapest is, is about 70 grand, give or take plus or minus 15 K, right? And that's at its like cheapest. And I wanted to fly and enjoy it. Well, I didn't have money, right? And I didn't take a loan, right? So I had to I had to make that happen. And we needed to make that happen for for where we were trying to go with it. And so my back was against the wall. I had to I had to make it happen. And so I remember coming home. I bought a course. It was for seven grand. And I bought a course. For, it was the Sam Ovens consulting course. And I probably spent a little too much than I, than I needed to. I could have spent the cheaper route. Uh, and I came home and I did not tell my wife. And I said, hey, what do you think about me buying a course? I think it would really help me grow the business. She goes, I think we should maybe discuss that and talk about it. It's like, ooh, okay, because I already bought it. <laughs> and yeah, well, we're still married 11 years, 11 years later. Great, great news. <laughs> but the back, so not only did we need it to happen, but like I spent like seven grand was a major, like a good portion of what we had saved up. You know, so it was like I needed to not fail my wife and I was determined because I don't like losing and I'm very competitive. I was determined to make it work. So sales, having my back against the wall uh, would be probably another one. And then the final one, and I'm going to keep this more business oriented, is unbelievably leaning into the beliefs of what can be, right? Um, in terms of the service or the product that we deliver, right? Leaning into how good we can make it. So there was a little bit of a luck where the moving industry was not as competitive as it is now. And so I was able to kind of get into that earlier on. And so there's there's some aspect of, you know, whatever we want to consider, quote unquote, good luck. But I, I would say I leaned into not letting the norm be the norm. So, for instance, when we white labeled, the normal for white labeling was like we pick a bunch of keywords and we just kind of do SEO and we'll see some trends up in the right direction. And we'll show the client that and you know, hope it goes for the best. And I just didn't like that because I truly had a conviction that like sales relevant keywords were going to what, what's going to drive the business, not, you know, moving companies with pink shirts, right? Not moving companies, Orlando, Florida, you know, August, right? These long tail, like, like not just long tail, like long tail keywords that the white label companies were selling me, which I ended up having to kind of spin sell to the, to the clients at the time. And I was like, yeah. we should be able to rank for much more powerful keywords right? Piano Mover Charlotte, right? That was like the first big one we cracked. Like someone Googled Piano Mover Charlotte or Piano Movers in Charlotte, our client ranked on that and they got tons of results, right? So I had to lean into making the service better and better, even though I didn't know it. And so that meant taking some risk, hiring people and going, hey, I expect more than this. I expect better. And we still do that to today where what we preach and the flag that Rotate Digital preaches on is relatively speaking, 
not what most SEO agencies are talking about right now. And it's mainly built off of our belief and our conviction of where the value is in SEO for business owners. And so that I think would help because as again, you do sales, my back was against the wall, but if the product was mediocre, I believe we would have way more churn, but we leaned into the service and the product being such a, a better, better, I guess if that makes sense. Thank you. I, I think that's great. Cause I mean, I've been there when you're, it's either we gonna go out there and we gonna eat these zebra or we just gonna start. Yeah, one hundred percent. And productize it. One more thing, guys. Productizing the service, right? And again, it's not perfect, right? But very, very clearly, what is going to be done so that I could control that? Because once you can control it, you can scale it. You have perfect. other issues that come with that, and there's downsides. But yeah. because I was focused on sales and scaling, that's what I wanted to to happen. So we 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 documented or productized the service as much as possible as fast as possible early on. That's what's up. All right, cool. Now, here we go right here. If, hmm. how do I want to ask this one? I'm going to go with top two or three things that being a business owner has taught you about yourself. Yeah, we going, bro. We're going deep. We're going deep. Because okay. like for me, I know it showed me like I'm not as patient as I, I thought. Oh, I'm so patient. I'm not. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. It's it's almost, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we, we can talk about God on this podcast. But we, we can. Okay. Uh, it's bi business I've seen is an avenue for God to make an impact and also teach you. Right. And so I've, I feel like I've done a lot of growth just as, as somebody who wants to be more like Jesus, I've done a lot of growth because of the business and what the business has allowed me to do or can do. And so you go back and you say, Hey, what are the two or three things uh, that you've learned about yourself? Cause of business number one, I am like electricity. I did not realize that, but I am electricity goes through the path of least resistance. And I try all the time to go through the path of least resistance. Like I am just lazy. I don't want to do the hard work. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to do the hard work. I don't want to do the hard work. I don't want to lean into this. I don't, I want the late, the, I want the easiest path. And there's some benefits that come from that, but there's a lot of downsides. And so I am like electricity, path of least resistance. And I have to constantly fight that all the time where it's like path of least resistance says when I get done with an important meeting, I get done and I be done. Me fighting against the path of least resistance, it means I sit down, I review, I bring it together. And I send an email clearing up the what was discussed and what I expect after that meeting. What are the action items and what was my expectation that I hold on maybe the direct report that's doing that after, right? Again, yeah. definitely not perfect at that, but that's where I find myself is always the path, path of least resistance. So that would probably be one. Um, the second one, and I, I don't know if this is a cop-out, so I can give you a third one if you don't like it. But man, I love business. I really... Yeah, I love it, man. Like I told you, I wanted to be a missionary pilot. And when I stopped wanting to be a missionary pilot and we decided to close the door on that, I wanted to be a commercial pilot. And the business was always since day one to pay for, for me to be able to fly, to pay for flight school, to pay to become a missionary pilot. And over that time, I came to fall in love with business. I love every aspect of it. It's competitive. It's hard work. If you, when you win, you win, right? When you win in business, you make an impact, right? But also you have such a people side of things. And I'm a people guy. I like to talk. I like to, to be with people. I like to learn about people. Um, and people in business is all about people, right? Like I cannot do business and win in business without people, which means I have to learn to love them more. I have to learn to have empathy with them. I have to learn to understand what their goals are. I have to learn that Rotate Digital isn't the end all be all for them. And that my role is that while they're at Rotate Digital, they have a really great experience. They look back and go, I became more valuable to the marketplace and I became more valuable to my company, to myself. And I had a great time along the way and I was valued by everybody there, right? Because they're not gonna be a Rotate Digital for most likely 10 years, right? And so I just fell in love with business, which is why I ended up not pursuing everything else. And I went all in on business, learning it because it just, it feels like it connects to almost every avenue in life. 
I like it. That was a good answer. I don't know why you thought that was a cop out. I loved it. <laughs> what has business taught you that I love business? Seems like a cop out. But no, I mean, because to your point, it's I know for me it's the same thing. There are certain experiences I wouldn't have had I not been a business owner. Because I didn't never want to be one. You know, I was fine going the corporate route, move up, maybe top out at like a hundred K, a hundred ten K a year, being like a controller. And you call it a day, you know, that's all I knew. But this has allowed me to meet people from all Costa Rica, Nicaragua, all over the country, you know, people that I just would have never met. So I, I feel it. I thought it was a legit answer. Yeah, good. All right. Yeah. So with that being said, going back, what would you tell, knowing everything you know now about yourself, your journey, we homeschool, married 11 years, three wonderful kids, what do you go tell 18-year-old high school Travis or 22-year-old fresh out of college Travis? <laughs> Great questions. I love this. I Just so you know, I'm stealing all these questions and I'm using it from... Oh. Oh. Great, great question. Um, hmm. Number one, I would tell college Travis or out of high school Travis, be way more curious, right? I way more curious about life, about how people make money, about what businesses, about about people's different habits. There are so many unique niches and different, there's just so much out there. And I feel like I was not curious in high school. I didn't, like I had some curiosity, but I wish I was more curious. I leaned into more of like asking questions, learning about things, learning about different systems, asking people out to lunch, asking to like learn from other dads maybe that I knew to be like, tell me more, right? I didn't care as much and I get that maybe I just didn't care at the time. And that's what was 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 me at the time. But I'd say, dude, be way more curious, Travis. Be a way more curious person about people and about other people, other niches, other just so many other things. So that would be probably one thing I would tell my 18-year-old self. The other thing I would tell my 18-year-old self is stop waiting. I would I would tell myself stop waiting. Very yeah, I was, I, I took action, but nothing like I take action now. And I think I didn't really believe or understand. I don't even think I even understood that I could control. I had control over my life. I had control over, you know, like we, we have control and we don't have control depending on what your beliefs are. But like I had, I had control to like make my life what it could be. Right. And so I think about all the times, like, all the good things and amazing things that I look back and go, wow, it was amazing. It was because it was like, yeah, we, I can do that. We can do that. Like one of my great experiences with my wife was when we lived overseas, like most people would be like, oh yeah, like I'm like, I can never do that. Right. Or I, we just did it. Like we went overseas, right? Like we raised some money. We went overseas. We made it happen. Like being a pilot, right? My wife was like, just go do it. Like go, go and see if it's something you want to do. And so I wish I didn't wait because I wanted to be a pilot in high school. And I just thought, oh, well, that's just a hobby. I don't want to, I don't want to pursue a hobby. I want to pursue something that's valuable. And I and it ended up taking me, you know, eight more years, nine more years to become a pilot, man. I, I just wish it was like, don't wait, do it now, do it now while you can, because all my motivation now when the business started was because of my family, my wife. And, but I, because of that, there's a little bit of risk mitigation that I have to do. But 18 year old Travis had no risk to, to care about. I could have just gone for it. You know, and so I wish I would have said, hey, stop waiting. Just go. Okay. Well, now you got to go keep saving. So we got to bring it to a close. I would have personally keep going. But with that being said, this is your time. Tell people because they may say, hey, this Travis dude is cool. I like his vibe. I want to work with him. So tell them what industries you're helping how they can get in touch with you, emails, websites, the whole night. This is your time to shine. Yeah. Okay. My time to shine. So obviously we're, I'm Travis. I'm from Rotate Digital. We do SEO um, and we're helping small business owners, specifically local business owners, home service-based businesses use their online assets, right? Their websites, their Google business profiles, their social profiles, leverage their online assets to make more cash flow for their business, right? My whole thing is, you have assets online. Every business owner that I talk to wants to be a real estate owner. They want to they want to put $50,000 down on a house so they can cash flow $300 a month. And I'm sitting here going, most business owners have a piece of asset online that with the right work can cash flow them, not $500 a month, but 5, 10, 15, 50, 
a hundred thousand dollars a month to some businesses. So um, that's what our role is: is helping small business owners, home service based businesses generate more revenue with their online assets. So if you want to get in touch with us, if you want you want to hear a little bit about our like what our belief is and our stake is, you can just go to rotatedigital.com. Uh, and you can sign up and schedule a consulting call and we'll go through everything and give you as much value as possible. If you want to hear more SEO related talk, go to Rotate Digital on Instagram and you can see all my fun reels. Uh, some are boring though. So I'm learning. I'm learning how to do them better. Uh, then the thing that I would say, the, the thing that would drive me, that gives me passion, that if someone's sitting here as a business owner going, man, I want to learn from that person. Both I felt like in business at the beginning, I didn't really have anybody I could lean on and ask like very vulnerable questions. How do you do this? How do you do this? How do you pay yourself? What do you make? What do you spend your money on in your family? You know, how do you do business? How do you fire someone? How do you like specifics, right? How do you go through that? Um, and in, in aviation, the same thing. I didn't feel like I had that, that guider, that guidance person to be like, here's the next yeah. step. I felt like I personally had to find it all on my own, which I'm sure came good. But what I'd say is if you're sitting here going, man, I wish I could just have a little bit more time with this dude. I'd say follow me on Instagram at Travis Weathers on Instagram, and don't be afraid to reach out to me. Um, ask me questions. I'm a big sucker for steak and bourbon. So if you feel like you need to, you know, pay me because you feel bad, take me out to dinner, you know, and I will open things up and try to give you as much guidance um, because I felt like I didn't have that as much, and I wish I I wish I would have leaned into that and and done that, had more people I could talk to and go faster and just learn more. So I'm, I want to be that person for other people. So that would be a great way to connect is connect with me on rotate Digi or on uh, Travis Weathers at Instagram. All right, y'all heard it. Travis Weathers, rotategisrael.com. Follow him on Insta. He's, he's giving y'all the, the sauce right here. So do that. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up because we know he has to go continue to save the world and be the dad of the year. So thank you so much, Travis, for coming, being vulnerable with us. Hopefully you guys got some great takeaways, especially in regards to spending time with your family, spending time with the wife, how to just navigate through that and what that looks like. Apparently there's a plate. Oh, thank you so much, plate. <laughs> but um, thank you guys so much. Um, Travis, we love having you guys. Make sure if you found this valuable, share it. This is perfect for that person who's just starting, who's maybe their their spouse is going into the homeschool arena. Um, maybe they have other passions and they're using one company to feel that. Maybe they're just now finding their rhythm and starting to get used to and enjoy what this life can be like. And they just need to get their brain expanded even more to see all of the possibilities. You know which podcast to send them to, the one where we're talking to Travis. Again, connect with him especially you're in the moving industry and can't you help everybody like yeah. all over the country yep everyone all over the country even canada so yeah wherever you are you you don't have to be ashamed you don't just have to be scared he he got you and he make it even fly to you i do it in person i mean you never know business expense business expense yes so, with all that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Make sure you like it, share it, subscribe it to everybody. Until the next episode, we wish you guys the best. Take care of each other. Love you. Peace. Thanks.